0: But what I want to talk about today, and hopefully it'll hold now, it seems to be a little bit better. uh, Trump-Putin summit and San Francisco letting illegals vote. Let's first talk about Trump-Putin summit. Now, we watched the summit. I'm not going to rehash that. But the hysteria over Donald Trump walking his comments back is just stupid. It's frankly stupid. You know what I'm talking about. Trump held that press conference in the White House where he said would over wouldn't. And he would have... Uh, uh, he didn't see any reason why Russia would hack the election. And then it was, I don't see any reason why Russia wouldn't have hacked the election. He backpedaled on it. And so he, uh, he sort of, um, did a mea culpa, something that's very atypical for Donald Trump, right? Something he typically does not do. And I think he did it because he was probably pressured by General Kelly and Vice President Pence. Now, people said he also might have been pressured by Secretary of State Pompeo. I doubt that because Pompeo is in lockstep with Trump on matters of uh, foreign policy, matters of national security. Pompeo and Trump are of like mind with that stuff. That all being said, somebody made him walk those comments back. Now, the thing that was very interesting... And I see we're still getting some buffering issues. The thing that was very interesting to me was that Trump, uh, when he started to talk about it, the lights went out. If you notice the lights went out in the common room. later on, we found out that General Kelly mistakenly, uh, mistakenly, um, turned the lights off. Well, was it a mistake? Whatever. Now, this is what's interesting. So Pavo and Fermo said, "Not Trump's best showing, but then who cares? Pavo, that is exactly my analysis. No one cares exactly where i was going i'm glad you i'm glad you made that comment that sent that chat remember you can super chat with us you want your chat to pop to the top of the browser in a bright box you can donate a couple of bucks help us keep the show going uh but no one cares and and uh deuce vault said he corrected it to provoke him he was correcting a transcript exactly but again no one cares. It's July, right? It's late July. I'm here on the East Coast. Many of you are, are in audiences international. Many of uh, uh, you are in Europe. We have people from other parts of the U.S. But let's talk about the U.S. because Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Right now, on the East Coast of the United States, there's a guy about to go to work or going to work or at work. 7.30 in the morning here, 7.35. going to be a sweltering hot day down here in South Florida up and down the East Coast. Washington, D.C. is oppressive this As our time zones change, or as the time changes in our time zones, it gets a little later, more people are going to be going to work, sweltering, summer days. They're out there swinging a hammer, turning wrenches, getting in their patrol cars, their police officers, our military's out there training, firefighters getting on their rigs, developers going to sit down at their computers after a long commute. They couldn't care less about nuanced speak. They couldn't care less if Trump said would or wouldn't. You know what they care about? They care about tax reform. They've got more money in their paycheck. They care that there's no longer a war on police. They care that ISIS is decimated. There's no terror. We're not worried about another 9-11 right now. They care that the United States is strong again, that it's okay to again Sorry, guys, I had to reboot that stream. But again, nobody cares. The people who matter simply don't care. They just don't care. They care about their own families. They care about their own money. They care about their own safety. That's what they care about. And if if we dropped out because I had to reboot the stream, they don't care. People do not care about a meeting between Trump and Putin. Oh, the pearl clutchers in the elite media care. The never Trump uh, people who clutch their pearls and cry. The, the hysterical elites in D.C., in New York, in L.A., in big cities in Chicago. The Washington Post, the New York Times, MSNBC, CNN. McCosta, Joe Scarborough, Rachel Maddow, they care. The American working person couldn't care less. I'm in this business. I'm in media. Forget that I support Trump. I don't care. I don't give a mm. Couldn't care less if Trump meant to say would or wouldn't. Look, I don't expect the president of the United States to insult the Russian leader to his face on international television. I don't expect that. Good morning, John Zeelan. Great to see you. I don't expect it. I don't want it. I wouldn't want anyone to do it. No one cares. No one cares. But they have to make believe you care. Because they're irrelevant. If you don't, and that's the problem. And again, guys, I am so sorry for these stream issues. Really sorry. But like I was saying, the elites have to make believe you care. They've got to print stories as if you care. Otherwise, they don't matter. If Bill Crystal and the Weekly Standard aren't telling you that America cares, well, they're out of business because they care. They care because it's not the capitulating weak Fineless way it was always done in oak paneled DC conference rooms where they can sip their coffee with their pinky out and they and the Democrats can wink and say, Well, you won one today and maybe we'll win one tomorrow. And that's just the way the process goes. And when we're in power, we're going to be conciliatory back to you. But the problem is this the Democrats never are. The Democrats are savages. The Republican establishment, all those elites, Cave, 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 cave. And when the Democrats take power, they put savages like Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi into leadership positions who steamroll, roll, Republicans. And the Republicans sit there like morons and take it. That's the problem. But at the end of the day, that's what Americans are sick of. That's why Congress, no matter who is the party in power, or what I should say is the party in power, that's why Congress consistently has like 3 to 7% approval ratings. Because Americans don't care. Putin care less. In fact, I would argue there, there are a few things Americans care about less than this Trump-Putin meeting. Well, maybe Americans care less about hysteria in Congress. Now, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, the Senate has always been never Trump. The Senate always been never Trump, guys like Bob Corker and Jeff Flake. So it stands to reason that the Senate Foreign Relations Committee is is calling for hearings on this. Mike Pompeo is going to go testify next week. Now, it's not unusual for the Secretary of State to testify before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He does that often. What is unusual is that the committee is calling for the interpreters who are in the meeting with Trump and Putin to testify. That is ludicrous. That is ludicrous. The constitution tasks the president with engaging in foreign policy. As does federal law. Not Congress. Congress doesn't get to to breach, to pierce separation of powers and say we want to know what was said in that meeting. No. No, you're not cleared for it. You weren't invited in. You weren't invited in. Nobody wanted you there. It's not your job. It's not under your purview, Congress, and it's not your responsibility. It's not. And nobody wants you. Nobody asked your opinion. Nobody. It's simply not the way it works. And again, guys, I apologize. This stream is horrible. I'm getting, again, getting green lights on my end. Getting all red lights on YouTube. Then I I don't uh, I don't know why we're getting this. I'm going to try to tweak some settings again here, but we've we played with every single thing I can think of, and so I'm going to play with another. But uh, it it really appears that our problem is on the receiving end, not on our end here, and and it it's very very frustrating very frustrating the buffering i i it's definitely buffering on their end not on on our end here i we sent them two emails they haven't responded to me i know the production team at the rebel is trying to make this work but it's simply uh not sustainable and they i know the stream is uh the stream is dead i i don't know you know we're trying here i'm i'm trying to we're trying all different settings um it's it's really frustrating. It's more frustrating for me than it is for you because I've got a million things I want to bring you and it's simply not it's simply not cooperating. And it's very, very difficult that we're still having this problem. Incredibly difficult that we're still having this problem. It's uh it's we've we've tried everything. It's just YouTube is uh not cooperating. I don't know if it's that we're a conservative media. Uh you know, I don't know if it's that we're conservative media, but uh, I I don't know why we're having these terrible streaming problems. This is proving to be an absolutely terrible, terrible platform. Uh, yeah, it's um, I I just don't know what we can do to try to make this better for you. And I keep trying during the show. It's um, but it is very difficult, very very difficult. And we're gonna try to I'm gonna try to fix this for you, but um you know I wish I wish we had a better way to do it. Unfortunately, YouTube is is not a fan of conservative media. I don't like to be conservatorial. I don't know if that's what's causing it, but it's been very difficult. Very, very difficult. It's gonna be, it might might be, and, and you see the imagery is very odd. It's it's sort of freezing up and um it's, it's terrible. The quality is not what I'd like it to be. But hey, you know, let's see what we can do here to make it a little better. But anyway, I, you know, it, it, I don't want to get distracted with the streaming issues. It's more an issue of going back to the subject matter at hand. If it continues this way, what I would do is, is I'll end the broadcast a little early until we figure this out. I don't want you to have to endure terrible, terrible And John Zeland's asking me if I could stream through the app. It's not, I don't think that's going to matter. The problem is that when YouTube is receiving the data, like my screen here, John, I've got all green lights. I've got all green. I don't, I don't know. But on YouTube's end, in my control panel on YouTube's end, it's telling me that I have, uh, that they're not receiving the data from me. And so I'm trying to diagnose again, trying to figure out what we can maybe do to help this, make it a little bit better. But um, it, is, it is just an absolute, absolute nightmare. And it seems to be worse every show, and it's not, it's not fair to the audience. I, so we're going to have to diagnose this and figure out what we can do, maybe change the software on RA, and maybe it's just a compatibility issue. Because what's happening here is I'm going into this, and this is an important topic, because it goes to the heart of what people care about. And, what people want to talk about and, and what people think. And, and uh, I really did want to get into with you, if you agree with me or not. I mean, do you think the American voter cares? Do you think the American voter... Well, Banana Republic says we must demand the repeal of the Patriot Act. That's never going to happen. So we need to waste... <laughs> That's a waste of time. We need to focus on what Trump is doing right now. Trump just broke a record for appointing and having confirmed very conservative appeals court judges. So we need judges that check the legislature, that keep these these overzealous agencies, excuse me agencies in, in you know in check so. Because you're never going to get Congress to repeal the Patriot Act. It'll never happen. You never sell it. You won't sell it to the moderates in America. Donald Trump didn't sign the Patriot Act. That our Republic USA, says, so I don't understand why Donald Trump signed the Patriot Act. George W. Bush signed the Patriot Act. Donald Trump had nothing to do with the Patriot Act. Uh, nothing. But, um, so, Demiside itself, he said, getting used to the channels I subscribe to, lagging and buffering during live livestream. Yeah, look, I mean, I hate it. I despise it, but again, I've, uh, we have tweaked, I've spoken to people that know far more about this than I do. All the settings on my end here are exactly where they should be. When we start, <clears throat> YouTube says, You've got a strong stream, I have all green lights over here, and then, periodically, on their end, they're having trouble receiving. So, the, the, but the short of this is, the average American, the average American, doesn't really care about what happened in Helsinki, the average American doesn't really care about what goes on in the halls of Congress. What the average American does care about, what they get really upset about, is when common sense is offended. And that's uh, what I want to move into. The next topic I wanted to talk about, which is San Francisco is now allowing, and this is something Americans do care about. They do care about. You know, I work on another media project uh, and, and one of the people is very moderate. They're a great journalist, very, very middle of the road. And this had them infuriated. And they rarely take a position. They see good on the Dem side. They see good on the Republican side. They're pretty fiscally conservative. They're socially libertarian. They are infuriated. They didn't care. They couldn't have cared less about Bush's statement in uh, Helsinki or about diplomacy. They say, hey, look, let the president do what he does. They don't believe in Russian, uh, uh, Russian collusion. And, you know, they, 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 they're, they're commonsensical. They said to me, Russia meddles, we meddle, everybody meddles. That's what intelligence agencies do. I talk to you about that all the time. Look, going back to our previous topic for a second, back in February of 2018, even the New York Times did a story in which they wrote, every nation meddles. They gave about 80 instances of the US meddling in other nations' elections, and that's fine. We want uh, outcomes in other nations that are preferential to the United States. We want people elected in power that are going to be our allies. We don't want enemies. So if we can do something to help that along, good. That's what we should be doing. That's what our intelligence agencies exist to do. That's what they exist to do. And so it's ridiculous, this hysteria, that... Uh, and you can see I keep rubbing my eye, guys. Sorry, I, I've got... The, the allergies are off the charts. My allergies a lot floating around in the air. But um, that's what intelligence agencies do. They, they meddle. This is not new. Barack Obama was told of meddling in 2015, 2016, did nothing. The New York Times wasn't hysterical. The Washington Post wasn't hysterical. CNN wasn't hysterical. MSNBC wasn't hysterical. They didn't say collusion because you didn't do anything. It's stupid. And the average American sees that and they don't care. They do care about San Francisco letting illegals vote. So this friend of mine, middle of the road, straight journalist, politically center, was, she was really taken aback by this. She said, this is ridiculous. This is a slide. This is not common sense. This breaks the law. That's something Americans understand. That's something Americans get. So if you don't know the story, what San Francisco is doing, they're letting illegal aliens vote in school board elections. Now, San Francisco will tell you, well... Their kids go to school, so they should have representation. But that's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous because today it's school board. Tomorrow it's going to be city or county. Then mayor. Then governor. Then Congress. Then Senate. Then the president of the United States. This is a slow creep. All it is. It's a slow creep to get... The illegal vote. is Democrats need votes from illegal to remain relevant, to remain in power. Their party has no platform. None. <clears throat> Their party has no platform. John Zeland, I'm going to touch on Tommy Robinson for a second. Uh, John Zeland says, Ezra got over 5 million impressions on Twitter, covering Tommy Robinson's court trial. Yeah, it was good. Ezra did some outstanding reporting from the courtroom on what was going on with Tommy. Luckily, it seems that the chief judge is sympathetic to Tommy's case. So let's see how all this shakes out. But um, uh, Ezra did a great job reporting there yesterday. He was tweeting in real time, uh, uh, pretty much live tweeting the entire proceedings. And what's happened to Tommy Robinson, Ezra, the reason I'm not covering Tommy, and I think Tommy is a political prisoner, is that I, Ezra's doing such an outstanding job covering Tommy that I focus on issues here in the U.S. So I think you would be even poorly served with me covering Tommy because Ezra is so on top of it. He knows Tommy well. He knows his family well. He speaks to the attorneys. He really has, I would argue, better information about Tommy's case than anyone else in the world. And that's who I would make my go-to person <clears throat> over anybody else. That's who I would make my go-to person on uh, Tommy Robinson's case. I certainly would. He, Ezra, has uh, an insight and inside knowledge that few have. And so I would be doing you a disservice other than to say, watch Ezra's reporting. Banana Republic, Trump simply renewed it, uh, uh, allowed it to renew. He, it was a George Bush law, a George Bush law. The Patriot Act. And in this day and age, you're never going to repeal it. If Trump would have tried, if Trump would have uh, uh, refused to sign the Patriot Act on January 18th, which, by the way, Trump didn't sign the Patriot Act on January 18th, 2018, because he wasn't president. On uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I think it was 2017, 2018. If, if, Trump would have, um, if Trump would have not, it would have even been greater calls for And the House and the Senate probably would have had enough votes to override his veto. Patriot Act isn't going anywhere. you got to be pragmatic. not going anywhere. So. Guys, if we don't, uh, if we can't correct some of these stream issues, it's going to be difficult. I don't want to do this to you. Uh, This vote says Trump is signing laws because he is president, but he did not change the laws. Well, it's not his job to change it. Congress's job. But you were never going to get the Patriot Act repealed. It was never going to be repealed. Never. Never. And if he didn't sign it, people would have told him he was soft on terror. And they would have had, believe me, the House and Senate would have had enough votes to override the veto. More than enough votes to override the veto. Yep. Banana Republic, uh, sorry, but you're wrong. Without the Patriot Act, the NSA, and I think you're saying Homeland Security actually DHS, Department of Homeland Security, would not be allowed to exist. That's actually not true. That's not true. They do all other types of work. Uh, the Patriot Act has nothing to do with allowing the existence of the NSA and security. It is not, uh, not uh, that's not accurate. It's not an accurate statement. Kim Jameson says, buffering. I know we are buffering. It is very frustrating for me. I know. Very frustrating. And I'm going to ask one of my producers, if they're here, to please uh, ban the account Truth Juice or or suspend them from the uh, program today. It's really getting very frustrating. They're they're, they're sort of harassing the other listeners with... I'm going to remove them. I'm going to put them in timeout. How's that? They're now in timeout. So I, I just... I don't like trolls... We don't want trolls on the broadcast. We have no, we have no um, use for trolls. We're trying to give you good information. So let's talk about this, this. These illegals voting in San Francisco again. I'm really sorry for these stream issues today. I, we can't get them worked out. Um, I'll end it early. I'm not going to hold you guys here with terrible stream issues. It's just not. It's it's unsustainable. And so uh, I don't know why they're happening, but they're happening. But um, San Francisco decided to let illegals vote. Now, I don't care that it's school board. They specifically crafted the language to allow illegals to vote. That's ridiculous. It flies in the face of law. It flies in the face of the Constitution. It pretty much flies in the face of everything about America. But it's a vote scheme. Democrats need the votes. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. They have no message. They're recycling an old message now for the people. And we're laughing down here in Florida because Charlie Crist, who used to be a Republican, then he turned Democrat. He was our governor. Ran against Marco Rubio for Senate loss. Now he's a U.S. congressman from the Tampa area. Charlie Crist was at a law firm down here, a Democratic law firm, and their slogan is for the people. So people down here are like, oh my God, the Democrats scraped the bottom of the barrel. They're using Charlie Christ's old law firm's slogan as the new slogan of the Democratic Party. They've really got nothing. Think about the Democratic Party platform. Let illegals vote. No borders. Abolish ICE. Give MS-13 free college tuition. Raise taxes. Allow upended unfair trade. Enable ISIS. And then when all that fails, and when the Americans reject you, scream Russia collusion. That is literally the Democratic Party platform. Oh, Oh, and run Radical Muslim in in Minnesota, run a Democratic Socialist in New York who's a moron, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, said that Israel is occupying Palestine and that the reason unemployment is low is because Americans have two jobs, which makes no sense. That would actually raise unemployment, wouldn't it? If Americans had two jobs, wouldn't more people be unemployed? If there was the same person doing two jobs, that would mean somebody was unemployed for the second job and, well, that would... Raise unemployment, not lower them. Not lower them. And say uh, uh you know, it it Banana Republic I, I I know more about the Patriot Act. I worked under it, I it, but again, you're talking about standing armies in the US and all that. It no. Again, these are all conspiracy theories. We don't delve into Oh, we don't get into conspiracy theories we we exist in the realm of realism here on this show, in the real world. But, uh, but, um, Dave Volt says, yeah, Trump had big problems repealing Obamacare, right? Because once government gets big, Congress doesn't want to make it smaller. That's a fundamental problem. We need to elect more conservatives to Congress. The a really big problem. But, um, it's, uh, it, it, it is the nature of the beast, right? These people love big government, it keeps them in power, it keeps them employed. But, the Democrats, like I'm saying, they have no platform anymore. They've got nothing. Their entire platform is predicated upon taking. De- taking and growing government. Not giving you back more of your money, taking more of your money. Not giving you opportunity, taking opportunity from you and giving it to illegal aliens. That is the platform of today's Democratic Party. That is the platform taken. Uh, by today's, or, or the, the position taken, the platform promoted by today's Democratic Party. Bannon Republic, have a great day at work. Thanks for watching. Love the debate. This vote says, Bannon equals traitor, Bannon equals leaker. Somebody asked me about Steve Bannon. Easton guy, says, thoughts on Steve Bannon. You know, I, I know Steve. Um, I think he's a really smart guy. I think he's a patriot. I think he was a naval officer. He served honorably. I think he's a brilliant strategist. And I think he royally screwed up by throwing the administration under the bus because he lost a little juice. Uh, You know, I I think it was stupid of Steve to do that. It was disloyal. Remember something. Steve Bannon came into the administration. So he was an ally of the Mercers. Originally, they were all Ted Cruz people. Rebecca Mercer from the Mercer family, very wealthy billionaires. Um, conservative family. Rebecca Mercer went to Steve Bannon. And with Steve Bannon, she got Kellyanne Conway as well. They they were all Mercer people. He said to Trump, hey, we've got these two people. You've got to meet them. Prior to that, Bannon and Trump really didn't know each other all that well. They didn't have a, they had crossed paths and Trump knew Breitbart was an ally of his and and um, he uh, was content that he consumed and they were both wealthy guys and Bannon was a media powerhouse. They had crossed paths but they were not these these deep, close personal friends like the media makes it seem. In fact, one of the reasons at Breitbart expanded its studios in New York uh from DC was that Bannon was so Bannon could be a little closer to then candidate Trump. And Rebecca Mercer made the introduction. Bannon, look, I've I've had plenty of conversations with Steve. He's a very uh uh he's a brilliant guy. He's a brilliant guy, and, and he gets this. His reputation as a tough and aggressive guy, and he is, he is, but he can also be an incredibly good guy and, and really looks at an issue dimensionally, multidimensionally, and strategizes through it and around it, but he, he really made a tactical error attacking Trump, attacking the Trump family. I think Steve felt he gave all, and he was marginalized and shut out. You know, the White House is... Uh, it's a very intricate chess game in that court. You know, there's intrigue in the court always. And I, I think Steve should have been oil. Vent to your friends, vent to your family, vent to your confidants. Don't vent to an adversarial writer. And I think Steve's made himself a pariah. as a, it's unfortunate because his strategic mind, his strategic mind is great. And uh, vault I have to disagree with you. He, he did a lot of good work and he implemented a lot of things and a lot of strategies that were used uh, effectively, very, very effectively. So I'm a fan of Bannon's intellect. I'm a fan of his ability. I'm not a fan of the way he handled uh, his departure. Let's put it that way. However, however, I do think the guy is a tremendous ally to the conservative cause, and I think he'll be just fine. Wealthy man. Uh, Prior to going to the White House, he's a wealthier man today. He's being paid a lot of money to speak and consult around the world. Steve Bannon will be absolutely fine. Uh, KPTV says, Truth Juice has been censored by the free speech-loving rebel media. Placed in Time Out. Uh, No, not, not that he's been censored. When a troll comes onto the broadcast and harasses others and just wants to troll with comments designed to interrupt, that's not the essence of free speech. If you walk into a movie theater and you stand in the middle of the movie theater screaming over the movie and the security removes you, they're not violating your free speech. You're just an annoying guy. You're that annoying guy. And so if somebody wants to stand in the middle of my movie and interrupt, we're going to ask them to leave. And if they don't leave, we're going to take them out. And that's your, uh... <laughs> and KPTV is now sitting here, is now sitting here and getting his messages. And we're going to do that. We're not going to interrupt people that are contributing and enjoying and engaging. We're not going to let trolls do that. I don't believe in that. I've never believed in it. Kimby says, San Francisco's gone nuts, and I feel sorry for the people that live there. It's terrible. They elected this mayor, London Breed. She's a far-left woman. She's allowed the city to come out just go to total disarray. And you know what total disarray I And mean, the city is a disaster. Is it raw sewage on the streets, homeless people, crime? And it's sad. San Francisco is an aesthetically beautiful city with the hills and the old homes and the mountains and Golden Gate Bridge and San Francisco Bay. One of the best, prettiest cities you'll ever go to. <clears throat> Kim Jameson said, annoying, like Maxine Waters. Well, I don't know if anybody's as annoying as Max.
1: That is really
0: ambitious, to try to be as annoying as Maxine. I don't know if that's possible. But San Francisco has been destroyed by liberals. Detroit has been destroyed by liberals. Chicago has been destroyed by liberals. New York City's only saving grace is Wall Street. It's Wall Street and that it's the... uh, Entertainment and, well, you know, but in terms of Broadway and Manhattan and it's the center of American industry, were it not, New York City would be Detroit or Baltimore. So Chicago has the Merck Commodities Exchange and New York has Wall Street. Those are the saving graces of those two cities, tremendous wealth to mitigate the epic disaster that Democrats have caused in the cities. Barbara Green says Buffalo, New York, ruined. Yeah, isn't it sad? It's such a depressed city now. Frequently rated one of the worst cities in America to live in. Often at the top of that list. Often at the top of that list. Dearborn, Michigan, Kim Jameson asked. Well, that's really a suburb of Detroit, as far as I'm concerned. And the auto industry uh, leaving crippled much of that region in Michigan. But... Democratic rule had so much to do with it. Meditech says eBay just laid off 300 people in San Francisco. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, no, Mustafa Trump does not need to be, but he is going to waltz to a second term very, very easily. I mean. Donald Trump will very easily, very easily make it to a second term. In fact, <clears throat> I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. I think Donald Trump is going to be just fine. And uh, he should be. He's doing some incredible things. This fault says, and British need to rise. Yes, well, I wish they would. I wish they would. I wish the Brits would rise up. I wish the British people would rise up and elect better represent. I really do. Really, really do. I really, really, truly, truly wish that would happen, but what are you going to do? They don't want to do it. What can we really do if they don't want to do it? I'm trying one more setting for you guys here, and, and we'll see if that helps with the stream uh, because I'm getting uh, some email suggestions from people I know in, uh, that have been, uh, been able to tweak these streaming issues. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll try a couple of these settings. We'll see what happens. We'll see if we keep getting the trying to really cheat YouTube back in. So we'll see. Let's see what else we've got. Um, got a lot of trolls. People ask, How can Send Friend be fixed? Barbara Green asks, Elect somebody other than far leftist. Marty 777 says, what do you think about the new socialist government lady showing up all over my social media? I think you mean uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York. Yeah, she's a moron. She's one of the dumbest people ever to step onto the political stage. Just watch her interview, her recent interview on PBS's firing line. It was chill-inducing. It was cringe-worthy. how bad it was. He was, uh, oh, he was... Honestly, one of the most misinformed, unintelligent human beings I've ever met. <laughs> Not good. No bueno. Oh, this is this is Mustafa. Trump is a puppet of Putin. Trump should be impeached. You know what's great, though? These people on the left. they uh, They're hysterical. Trump is winning. He's succeeding. Normal Americans couldn't care less about their ranting. And Trump is going to waltz to a win in 2020. He won't be impeached. He won't be arrested. He did nothing wrong. And all of these conspiracy theory weirdos, they're all going to be very disappointed. All going to be really disappointed in the end. M.A. Tech says, why can't the Republican win in that district? The uh, New York 14 where Ocasio-Cortez is running. But I guess you Electoral math, electoral math there. You know, we look, at, we look at electoral districts no matter what they're for, through a mathematical lens. And we look at how many registered Democrats, how many registered Republicans, what the historical voter turnout has been and what the historical tallies have been. And in that particular congressional district, New York 14, the uh, north, central, west edge of Queens and the southern-ish eastern side of the Bronx, sort of a district that makes a little crescent shape over the water, over uh, like in Long Island Sound, the end of it. Uh, they call that uh, Hell's Gate area there in the water. It's heavily Democratic. The math just doesn't work for a Republican there. Simply doesn't work. A, I, would, I would argue it's a plus 40 to 50 Dem district in reality, in terms of the numbers. Republican voter turnout is pretty much nil. New York City Republican Party is pretty much non-existent. So Republican can't win there. Republicans wouldn't even spend money there. It would be a waste. It would be be wasted money. You'll never win there as a Republican. And since she won the Democratic nomination, she's going to win the election. She's going to go to the U.S. Congress. A, A terrible, terrible, scary thought. Terrible and scary thought. But uh, what can you do? Nothing you can do. It is what it is, my friends. Certain districts are heavily Democrat. Certain districts are heavily Republican. The Democrats don't spend money there. But it all comes down at the end of the day to that electoral map. That electoral math, you live and die by the electoral math. And uh, that's really how all this stuff shakes out. That's, that's really how it all shakes out. Let's see. Uh, what else we got here? Hey, Smarty asks, how do I feel about the space force? I think Trump is playing the long game. I'd love to uh love to join. Let me. But, no, listen, I think I think it's the logical next step, right? I mean, we have submarines that protect the depths of the sea. We need to start thinking militarily about space. In a in a top in a classified sense, we've been doing it for years, but I think we're at a point in history. Where I agree, he's playing the long game. We realize that um, we need that kind of we need that kind of uh, military arm. It's certainly, somebody said, jets are, who said that? It was a great comment. The Sinister Mind said, Space Force might be necessary when jets get to the point they go in a low Earth orbit, speed up the travel. Yeah, and I tend to agree with that. As technology advances and space travel becomes more efficient and less expensive, we're certainly going to need an arm in the military to be in front of that because the bad guys will be capitalized. Barbara Green seems like a very nice woman. Barbara says about Ocasio-Cortez she isn't coming across too bright. Barbara seemed like a sweetheart, a hell of a lot nicer than I am. I think she sounds like a moron. I think she's one of the dumbest people I've ever heard speak. I think she's a 28-year-old girl who was a bartender who was in the right job. Politics is not Alexandria's strong point. Not her strong point. Let's see. Jeff Likes Apple says, considering the economic climate improving, the improved relationship with former foes and relentless attempts to oust Trump, this has led to a divide within the U.S. Agreed. With this, do I like Twinkies? I love Twinkies. I love Twinkies. Who do not like Twinkies? If you don't like Twinkies, you know what you need to do? You need to shut your damn commie mouth. That's what you need. That's what you need to Remember when the Twinkie factory almost went out of business and we almost didn't have Twinkies anymore? It was like a national crisis. They should have declared a national emergency for that. If you don't like Twinkies, you're not an American. Get off my show. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> no, I try not to eat them anymore, but they're delicious. I try not to eat junk food anymore. I try to be try to be a little healthier now. You know, I try not to eat all that junk because it really isn't good for you. Delicious. Desvolt says, "I don't know Twinkies." Communists hate Twinkies. Smarty says, "Well, Des Volt." Well, Twinkies are an American uh, little cake, uh, yellow cake with cream in the middle. You've seen a Twinkie. You might not know what a Twinkie is, but you've seen a Twinkie. Kim Jameson said, well said. Desvolt, you're Danish. Oh, you have much better pastries over there than Twinkies. And by the way, thanks for uh, Robert Jackson. Good morning, my friend. Desvolt, you're Danish. You have much better pastries. And by the way, thank you. Thank you for watching the way over there. Brian London, American chocolate is made from sour milk. I don't even know if that's true, but okay. (laughs) Jeff likes Apples loves me. Thank you very much. Brian London said Twinkies are inedible. The only reason I'm not going to tell Brian to shut his damn commie mouth is that I like him. He's a good guy. Inedible, Brian. Twinkies are absolutely delicious. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Bridget Cunningham says, please send Trump back to the UK. Save us. We want to be the 51st state. We love you guys to be the 51st state. Hey, we won a war 240 some odd years ago and hoped you'd be the 51st state, but it didn't work out that way. But we'd love to have you. <laughs> There's both. I'm sure you love pastries. You're, you're, you're Danish. You live in like a place where they make some of the best pastries in the world. Of course you do. You don't have to eat twins. It'll be a step down for you. But they are delicious. I'm an American service member living in Korea. Smarty, thank you very, very much for your service. Uh, and and I'll always answer your questions. What do I think of the developments in Korea? Look, I think you've got to take a hard line with North Korea. I think Kim Jong-un loves the West. He's fascinated with the West, with wealth, with opulence. Is he going to cheat on the nuclear agreement? Of course he's going to cheat. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, he would rather be rich than dead. So I think that's where this thing begins and ends. Also, China's going to put him in check. China can't afford the tariffs that we're about to impose on them. that we are imposing on them. China's going to put North Korea in check. China's concern is legitimate, right? If North Korea becomes an open society, North Koreans flood China. It also allows South Korea to expand their incredibly successful manufacturing and research and development base into the North. So China economically, China economically is, um, is in a tough spot. If you can look at it objectively, With China being responsible for China, I understand why China wouldn't want a strong North Korea or a free North Korea right away. It's not the best thing for China. And the buffering is terrible. I know it is, and I apologize for it. The buffering is horrible, horrible, horrible. I wish I could do something about it. I'm not sure I can. I'm trying, but it really bothers me. But China doesn't have any interest right now. Look, China doesn't want conflicts, Marty. But do I think we're going to be at war with North Korea? No. And do I think our troops on the 38th parallel are a lot safer than they were a year ago? I truly do. And again, thank you for your service in that incredibly volatile zone. Let's see. All Americans do is eat fast food. Randomness Tube says, I don't eat fast food. That's not true. Most people I know don't. A lot of people do. (laughs) Brian London. Says, the croissant is in the shape of the Islamic crescent to commemorate the defeat of Islam. Don't know if that's true or not, Brian, but I hope it is. Robert Jackson, my MAGA hat, arrived in the mail today. I'm going to start wearing it everywhere. Good. I wear mine. People get really upset. Imagine that. Shocker. Jeff likes apples. Says, we get Twinkies in the UK now. I nearly cried. You know, Jeff, I'm glad Twinkies make you happy. That's what life's about, right? At the end of the day, who cares what people said in Helsinki? And all these geopolitical situations that don't really change anyway. The debate should be whether or not we love Twinkies. Yet New York Republicans to write in another Dem in November. Won't matter, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Has so much earned media now. They're swooning over her. Swooning over her. It won't matter. She's going to win. The Netherlands have gone into the severe deep end in recent years. Well, I think Europe on, on, on the whole, but... Great people in Europe, like our audience. <clears throat> it's the government. Let's see. Ding-dongs are better than Twinkies. Okay. Now we're talking about a real troll. <laughs> no. Look, I like ding-dongs too, but Twinkies, edge them out. Twinkies, edge them out. You want to be the lieutenant governor of North America, Mary. Okay. You are now the lieutenant governor of North America. I knight you. Let's see. Peter Strzok, uh, John Zeland, Peter Strzok uh, didn't grow up Iran. Yeah, uh, his dad was a diplomat. He traveled around. But uh Strock is uh, you know, he's a globalist. Oh, you know, he um Peter Strock uh his dad, you know, he worked um he, he, you know, I know big big politics did a story. I just pulled it up when you said that. And I they're friends of mine those guys. But um his dad was a foreign service officer. And he grew up, Strzok uh, grew up in, uh, he went to school in Iran. He went to school in, in Saudi Arabia, then back to the States in Minnesota. He traveled around with his family. And so, but he went to American school. So I don't, I don't think too much of that. I think Strzok was, it, it was corrupted inside the FBI. Because I have friends who were military brats, who grew up in nations that are not particularly friendly to the U.S., and they are some of the most patriotic people you'll ever, ever meet. Meditech says, you, uh, you used to get ding-dongs in your lunch bag, and it was always a special day. Yeah, they're delicious. Hills of VA says, I'm 30 miles west of D.C., very little cell service. It sucks. You know, my brother lives in Long Island, about 30 miles out of the city, and his area of the cell phone service is terrible. You would think me in 30 miles outside of New York City on Long Island, you'd have the most blazing cell service on the planet. When I'm at my brother's house, my cell service and my Wi-Fi are abysmal. <clears throat> Absolutely abysmal. So I feel your pain. Yes, Folt says, wish Trump would send in the Marines. Where? To get more Twinkies? Wait, wait, go back. Where do you want the Marines? Uh, Russia, Russia, Assange. Where is Snowden and Assange? Well, Snowden to me is a traitor. When he ran to Russia and China, he's a traitor. I'm torn on Assange. I think Assange... Doesn't have loyalty to anyone or anything. And uh, it's, look, when you do what these guys did, you run the risk of having governments, of having governments want to prosecute you. The risk you take. What I'm going to do, guys, one last comment. Meditech says, Lisa Bage may have stuck the knife in struck and twisted it. Well, I believe she did. I believe Lisa Page really screwed him because their testimony conflicted. This is why they were so hysterical. This is why they want, this is why they want, they want Ed. The Democrats and Strzok wanted Strock's closed door testimony transcripts released the day before Page was testifying. The last Thursday when Strock was testifying a week ago today. Remember they were fighting to have the, the transcripts released? The reason was Lisa Page was, was testifying before a closed-door committee. The next morning, they wanted to get their story straight. They didn't, and she contradicted his closed-door testimony. Uh, well, Alfonso Geiger, I don't think that Stroke went to a school in Minnesota means a lot because of Minnesota's government. Um, but Strock was, I think, corrupted in, the, in, 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 in government service by being a bureaucrat. Guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to end a little early today because I'm seeing the stream start to get really, really bad again. I want to diagnose it. I want to fix it so we don't have these problems tomorrow morning. As always, guys, thank you so much for watching. I'll be back with you at 7.30 a.m. Eastern tomorrow.